Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Welcome to Yale University Healthcasts, brought to you by Yale Health. The future of care is here. Hello, and uh, welcome back to another edition of the Yale Healthcasts. My name is Dr. Adam Smith, and I will be your host today. Joining me is Dr. Madeline Wilson, Chief of Internal Medicine at Yale Health. Welcome. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. Uh, Today we're here to discuss the patient-centered medical home, something that some of our listeners may have heard about in the news recently. I wanted to uh, get right to it and ask you, what does getting care in a patient-centered medical home mean to a patient? Well, Adam, I should start by explaining that a patient-centered medical home is not really a bricks-and-mortar place. Um, it is, it's a way of organizing care um, that places the patient at the center. Um, uh, probably the key organizing principle of a patient-centered medical home, which, which should be familiar to people who have been using Yale Health for years, is the relationship between uh, the primary care clinician and the patient. Every patient at Yale Health has a primary care clinician, and that relationship allows uh, that person to have the opportunity to be well-known in the organization, and that, that primary care clinician will either directly provide or coordinate all of the care that that patient needs in the system. Um, that primary care clinician then works with a team of other providers, nurses, medical assistants, receptionists, uh, all of the people who are involved and touch on care to make sure that care is individualized and focused on um, optimizing the health for that individual. And I would, I would say that, the, that another very key principle in a patient-centered uh, home is that uh, the care team is accessible to the patient. Um, when, uh, when someone feels ill, they need to have the opportunity to talk to people about it. And at Yale Health, um, uh, we are dedicated to uh, providing uh, excellent appointment access, telephone access, email access, multiple different ways that you can contact your primary clinician. Um, and all of these things come together to make the concept of a patient-centered medical home. So I would, I would guess that a lot of our listeners who have been longstanding members of Yale Health would say that that's what Yale Health is doing already. So what did our organization do to achieve this recognition, and how is it any different than what we've been doing? Well, you're absolutely right, Adam, that this has been um, uh, a core organizing principle at uh, Yale Health since its founding. And in fact, we were delighted when the national uh, scene came along and decided that this was the way that care ought to be organized, and this is the way we've been doing it for years. But what we thought would benefit us from uh, from seeking recognition was um, that the patient-centered medical home recognition process is a very vigorous, detailed, organized process sponsored by a um, a very prominent national organization. And it was a way for us to test ourselves to some extent against national benchmarks. And um, so it's enabled us to do the kinds of things that we're already doing, but to do them better and to tighten up certain kinds of processes um, on behalf of our patients. So it sounds, if, if we could sum that up in a sentence, that it's really an opportunity to improve upon what we've been doing for a long time. Yes, that's a good, that's a good summary. Um, I know that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services have made quality front and center in terms of um, redeveloping standards for hospitalized patients. 
Um, can you speak to a couple of those uh, more specific details that, uh, that have been affected at Yale Health? Absolutely. Um, Yale Health has always had a uh, commitment to continuous quality improvement. Uh, if you ask anybody that works there, there's always uh, change afoot. And um, the patient-centered medical home process actually uh, places quality and safety improvement initiatives um, uh, front and center. Um, some examples of, uh, of specific processes that we improved uh, through the patient-centered medical home process include, include uh, tightening the systems, for example, of tracking tests and referrals. If I make a referral for my patient, I want to make sure that that referral got to the, to the uh, specialist physician, that the patient made the appointment, that the appointment took place, that the information comes back to me, and that the patient understands what happened. And um, surprisingly, a lot of the, the pieces of that process um, in traditional medical practice, there's no guarantee that all of those things happen and the information comes back to the to the ordering uh, clinician. And so we now have a system in place that tracks information to close that loop and make sure that all the information comes back. That would also include test results like MRI tests or stress tests. We want to make sure the test took place, the result comes back to us, and that we act upon it and communicate results to patients in a timely way. So really good care coordination within our own health system. Um, you had mentioned previously new programs that were in place for helping to coordinate care outside of our, you know, bricks-and-mortar home um, that are a part of this uh, patient-centered medical home. Can you speak to for just a moment about that? Sure. Um, some of our patients end up in the hospital um, and uh, taken care of often by you. And um, we have a pretty sophisticated program for, for keeping track of those patients while they're in the hospital. And now we've added additional features of our, of our uh, program to track people once they leave the hospital. Um, nationally, it's been recognized that, that uh, not infrequently when people leave the hospital and go back home, the ball is dropped on some, on some important detail, and some people end up back in the hospital. Um, so we now have a program where every patient who uh, has uh, uh, had a hospitalization gets a telephone call from one of our care coordinators within 48 hours of discharge, um, and that adds on to the process that you go through in the hospital to make sure that when people are discharged, they have their ducks in a row, as it were. We also have a similar program that will contact patients who've had a visit to the emergency department within 48 hours of that visit so that we make sure that the patient is improving and that any testing or other appointments that were supposed to take place uh, have happened. I think a lot of patients or a lot of people just in our general population assume that the majority of medical practices have made the move to an electronic medical record when in fact that's not the case. And that's actually been one of the strengths of Yale Health for some time is our electronic medical record. I know that's helpful for me in the hospital. I know that's obviously very helpful for our clinicians within Yale Health. Um, can you speak to the Yale Health online system uh, that patients can use to contact their clinicians? Yes. Um, as part of the patient-centered medical home uh, process, uh, Clearly, um, uh, making optimal use of technology to enhance contact between 
uh, patients and providers is a key component of this. And we have had for a number of years now um, an, uh, a web-based email service that um, patients can sign up for, uh, the username and password, doesn't cost anything, and um, they can then exchange emails with their uh uh, primary care providers. They can also request appointments, um, access portions of the medical record, and request medication refills. And I understand that this isn't something that's new um, at Yale Health, that quite a few people have already been using this for some time. They have, and we would love it if more patients would use it. Most people at Yale do have email addresses, and it's a really um, great way to avoid getting into a telephone tag situation. Um, and uh, in internal medicine alone, uh, over the past year, uh, we exchanged more than 15,000 emails with patients. And um, uh, in most cases, I think people found that that really facilitated care. It's, it's actually better for the doctors and the, and the nurse practitioners, and it's better for the patients. Um, uh, and, and as a way that we can stay in touch uh, without uh, it being too complicated. So not getting too far away from the aspects uh, that technology can help us with, um, but moving into or keeping in mind that the patient is at the center of a, of a personalized system, um, can you talk about the, the folks that are involved beyond the clinical staff that the patients may be involved with or that are involved in the primary uh, care medical home? Sure. Um, so, so there's a whole team of, of uh, folks who will collaborate to take care of someone. And um, that, doesn't, that doesn't limit the primary care relationship. It actually expands it and extends it. So it's a 24-7 uh, network of people working together on behalf of patients. So that may mean that um, when I'm away on vacation, uh, one of my colleagues on my, on my team will be there for my patients, and through the electronic medical record, they can see exactly what I was doing with my patients and the plan of care that we had put together, and um, they can continue that plan of care. Um, a patient may get a call from my medical assistant about their lab results. They may have a lengthy conversation with one of my nurses about their blood pressure medications, or they may get a call from a pharmacist. Um, all of these people are part of the primary care uh, and the patient-centered medical home team. And um, through this process, we've really enhanced opportunities for those people to sit down together and talk about how they work together. In addition to the benefit of the patient-centered medical home providing a cohesive assembly of people to, uh, to really champion and advocate for the patients, um, is the fact that it really encourages the patients to become active participants in their own care. And I wanted to speak or spend a couple of minutes talking about the patient's responsibilities in their health care within a patient-centered medical home. Yes. Um, it Clearly, healthcare works best um, when uh, patients are actively engaged. Um, uh, it's not really very effective to be a passive recipient of care. You have to you have to want to be healthy. You have to want to engage in good um, in good healthcare behaviors, and we want to do everything we can to help people do that. And um, uh, among the things that we've done through the patient-centered medical home process is to uh, enhance the kind of tools we provide for patients, whether that be a blood pressure cuff at home, uh, tracking devices, uh, uh, support groups, diabetes education classes, um, uh, 
and and actually each individual clinician during each visit is is paying more attention to making sure that if you have high blood pressure you really know what your blood pressure should be when you take it at home you know what goal you're shooting for you know how many times to check it a week you know where to write it down you know to bring it in next time you come and those are all things that will uh, uh, enhance the patient's ability to get their blood pressure under control so not only does the patient-centered medical home help usher people through the system, it also gives them tools that they can use when they're at home to yes. monitor their own health. That sounds terrific. I would like to thank you again for joining us today, and I encourage our listeners um, to make their next appointment um, if it hasn't been scheduled already. Thanks very much, Adam. This has been a Yale University HealthCast, sponsored by Yale Health and the Office of Public Affairs. For more information on this and other health topics, visit our website, yalehealth.yale.edu.